Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. Well, today on the show, we've got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk a little bit about recruiting, of course. Danny West is going to join us. We'll talk a little bit about Razorback basketball and baseball. But I really want to talk about some things going on with football uh, before, and we're going to jump right into that as well. All that and more on Hog Sports Live. And before we get started, of course, I want to remind you, there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. Be sure to follow the page if you haven't done so already and throw us a like also on this video. Also available on YouTube. Subscribe to that channel. Hit the notifications bell so you're alerted anytime we upload new videos. Also available on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to have a five-star review from you if you haven't done so already. Say something nice about the show. Let others know what to expect. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. Hogsports.com is just $1 right now for your first month at HAWGsports.com. And you know what? After that promo is over, you get Paramount Plus absolutely free. Absolutely free. It's a $100 annual value. Some of the shows coming out on Paramount that have been out, I guess. Uh, Star Trek, Strange New Worlds just came out. I watched the first episode the other day. Halo has been fantastic. I wouldn't even, I didn't even play Halo. But it's fantastic. It's a great show. Yellowstone 1883. I hear they're working on season two right now. Uh, and I think a whole series of Yellowstone shows. So a lot of great programming, especially if you like Star Trek, Star Trek Discovery, all that kind of stuff, uh, Yellowstone. So uh, it's uh, it's really – the library is really expanding right now. Plus you get all the Paramount movies and, uh, you know, all their other MTV, BET, Smithsonian, Comedy Central, all that stuff's included in it. So it's a really, really good streaming platform that's uh, that's really starting to take off with really great content so far. All right. College football rankings are coming out post-spring. Everybody's got, you know, you had your immediately way too early, and now these are just kind of too early after the spring, what everybody sees, what everybody's talking about. Um, This one was from CBS, Arkansas at number 10 in this one. Okay, so Arkansas at number 10. This is from CBS Sports. In year three, under the folksy Sam Pittman, the Razorbacks have turned the corner as a knock-your-head-off SEC program. K.J. Jefferson might be the second-best quarterback to Young, Bryce Young. 24-7 sports take. Keep an eye on the Razorbacks the first two games of the season following an impressive season under Pittman. If Arkansas starts hot with wins over nationally ranked Cincinnati and upstart South Carolina under Spencer Rattler, there's a good chance this team will be ranked in the top ten. CBS Sports ranking. The Razorbacks at number 10 in their post-spring poll is the highest we've seen the preseason. Not so fast, because just a little bit later, Fox Sports' R.J. Young came out with another top 25 preseason poll, where Arkansas is sixth in this one, right ahead of Notre Dame. In this one, Sam Pittman has done a great job rebuilding the Arkansas program, and it is coming off a nine-win season in 2021. This season, star quarterback K.J. Jefferson is back after a breakout campaign. If he can take his game to yet another level in 2022, the Razorbacks will be a major threat in the SEC West. Jefferson's favorite target, Traylon Burks, is now a member of the Tennessee Titans, but he will 
have a new weapon this year. Arkansas landed former Oklahoma receiver Jaden Hazelwood out of the NCAA transfer portal. Okay, sixth. That's the highest I've seen him on anything. I saw him in eight, like they did some way too early preseason polls immediately when the season ended, and I saw Arkansas as high as eight. Six is as high as I've seen. This is R.J. Young. He's got a YouTube show. Check it out. He talks a lot about Arkansas stuff. I think mainly kind of an Oklahoma guy, but a lot of Arkansas content. So, why is Arkansas ranked so highly? Well, first of all, you've got K.J. Jefferson coming back, okay? He had the second highest efficiency rating as a passer in the SC, or excuse me, in Arkansas history last year. Um, we know he can run the ball, can do a lot of different things. He's got four multi-year starters ahead of him on the offensive line, and not just multi-year guys, but guys that are in their third year of starters, guys that are in their fourth year of starters, two fourth-year and two third-year guys, not just started last year, but guys with a wealth of experience. And, you know, you've got another guy, I think Takias Crawford, I think he's going to end up being the starting left tackle. I know he didn't work any there in the spring, but if Dalton Wagner's healthy at the right side, he's got a back issue, if he's healthy, then I think Takias Crawford ends up taking over at left tackle. That's how I see it playing out. There's just been too much buzz around him. And I know how coaches do things in the spring a lot of times. A lot of times they try to create competition. A lot of times they'll put a guy in a situation to see how he reacts. Uh, a lot of times there's a guy competing with a walk-on who we don't ever even see during the season. So there's all kinds of things like that that work out. I just think the way things shook out with, with Wagner getting hurt, they didn't get an opportunity to work him at left tackle. But I think we're going to see that in fall camp, and I think he wins the job along with those four other returning multi-year starters. Now, Raheem Sanders and Dominic Johnson, I think, gives Arkansas a chance to have a really, really powerful dynamic duo. Both big backs, it's not like a thunder and lightning type of deal, although you might call Sanders, Rocket Sanders, maybe a little more of the lightning category, 6'1", 221. He put up 434 yards in the first eight games last year. So, 75.1% of his final yardage total came through 61.5% of the schedule. Had a bit of a shoulder issue that slowed him down. Now, this is a guy that played wide receiver, right? He played wide receiver. We didn't know until, like, really the start, right before the start of spring drills that he was going to play running back. So, even with that, you know, he came in and, and really started off strong. And now they feel like, as Sam Pittman says, he's gone from being a hard runner to a running back. Okay, so let's see what happens with him. 114 carries, 578 yards, 5.1 yards carry, five touchdowns, finished really strong in the Outback Bowl win, 24-10 win over Penn State, 13 carries, 79 yards, and two touchdowns, hometown right down the road. Great story there. And you look at Rocket – or excuse me, you look at Dominic Johnson, and 6'1", 228, this was a guy that, like, it felt like – Almost like we're just not going to give him the ball. <laughs> you know, the first eight games last year, he was averaging 7.7 yards a carry, 40 carries for 309 yards and four touchdowns over eight games, and never had more than six carries in a single game. Never had more than six carries in a single game through the first eight. So the ninth game is Mississippi State 17 carries, 107 yards, 6.3 yards a carry, got in the end zone twice. So 48 of Johnson's 97 carries, 59.7%, came in the final five games. That's 38.4% of the schedule. All right, he hurt his knee. He wasn't available in the spring. But I really like Johnson. I've been talking about him for a long time, even when, you know, early on we were like, you know, why isn't he getting the ball more? Um, 
he just seems to be just fast enough. He's got just enough wiggle. He's got more than enough power. I mean, you're not if you hit Dominic Johnson anywhere but straight on, then you're going for a ride. So those two guys, two big running backs, a big quarterback, and then we talk about the wide receiver group, and we've already talked about the offensive line. So the wide receiver group, and that's what I keep saying, like Arkansas is a big football team. So right now what the wide receiver core looks like starting, you've got 6'2", um, Keetron Jackson, 6'2", Keetron Jackson, 6'3", Warren Thompson, okay, 6'3", Jaden Hazelwood from Oklahoma transfer, and 6'5", Trey Knox, who's up to about 240. And I want to talk about Trey Knox a little bit because we've talked about the wide receivers so much. How can they how can they pick up some slack, you know, that's left over by Traylon Burks? Obviously, that's a big loss. Traylon Burks selected by the Titans. I haven't talked, like, since the NFL draft. I went to Las Vegas, checked out a little bit of the draft. Eh. It's not like something I would say, oh, you got to go. You got to go to the draft. Um, all right, so Trey Knox is up to 240 pounds. Okay, last season he came into it at about 218, 220. Okay, that's after adding about 17 pounds or so before last season. So, like in the last 18 months, Trey Knox has added 35 pounds. Okay, he's up to 240, he wants to get about 250. So, he's looking to be basically what we're going to be talking about is like over a 20 month span, Trey Knox adding 40 pounds, 45 pounds if he gets it all the way to 250. So he's that's quite a, a transformation. You know, I think when you look at what he did the first six games, no catches at wide receiver, and then they move him to tight end, and he has like, what did he have, like five catches in that game, the first game. Ended up with a pretty pretty solid um, season, considering. Let's see, he finished 2021 with 20 catches for 141 yards and two touchdowns. So if you average those, if you like – Averaged them out throughout the course of the season. Took those and averaged them out over 13 games. Then he would have had 34 catches for 229 yards and three touchdowns. Missed a lot of the spring with a concussion that he suffered in a car accident. But this is a guy that could pick up a lot of the slack, too. Trey Knox, if you talk to him, he'll say, hey, I think I can make some money at tight end. I think he might be able to. Gets a little bit more bulk, becomes a better blocker because of that. We know he can catch the ball and make plays. So, you, you know, you're talking about those four guys on the field at the same time and, you know, a guy like Rocket Sanders and Dominic Johnson can catch the ball too. And we know A.J. Green can, but Rocket Sanders is a former wide receiver. I think there's some intrigue with Arkansas's offense next season. And defensively, I think they got the right pieces they needed out of the transfer portal. We'll talk to Danny West a little bit about where they are at defensive tackle. We know they still want a defensive tackle, still want a wide receiver. But I think that they got the pieces they need when we talk about Landon Jackson, Jordan Dominic, Terry Hampton also who's on board the defensive tackle out of Arkansas State, uh, Drew Sanders, Dwight McLaughlin, Latavius Brini. They got some. They got some name guys out of the transfer portal. That's no secret. That's been. I mean, we've talked about that. We've covered that a little bit. Now, breaking down Arkansas scholarship situation right now. They just put Harper Cole, Jackson Woodard, and Nathan Bax on scholarship. Congratulations to all those guys. I think they all deserve to be on scholarship. I think those are three guys that might help them this year. You know, Harper Cole catches everything. He just didn't have a big catch radius. You know, obviously, undersized. Probably why he's a walk on, uh, but. 
Harper Cole will catch everything thrown at him, and he's got a chance to maybe help him next year. Jackson Woodard really was working second team at linebacker this season or this spring. You know, he's been on campus a few years now or heading into a few years, I should say. But uh, he's another guy I think is deserving. And then Nathan Bax is probably going to be your third tight end. I think we'll probably see him some. So those three guys put on scholarship. That gets Arkansas up to 83, even with the addition of Terry Hampton. I've got him at 83. So even if nothing changes now, and I don't know if we mentioned Dylan Rathke's on medical hardship. So Dylan Dylan Rathke, um, he's been a reserve offensive lineman, but he's on medical hardship. So he will count only on scholarship. It doesn't count any other way. Like, he doesn't count against the 85. Okay, so um, you actually gain a spot there. So that puts you at 83. That gives you two spots left if you want to add a defensive tackle, which, you know, we're still seeing them target defensive tackles. They had one on campus last weekend. And um, a wide receiver is, is another position they've talked about. Or could be a situation where, like, who's the best available guy. I also think, I mean, we're looking at this situation with Cade Fortin and Cade Renfro, you know, is your – one of those guys is going to be your number three quarterback, probably. So, do one of those guys maybe deserve to be on scholarship? They both went to college on scholarship at Power Five schools. There's also the possibility, because I still think you'll see some attrition between the start now and the start of next season. I mean, that's that's likely to happen. But you had guys like Warren Thompson last year, Trey Williams, who were brought in, technically unrecruited. That means the coaches didn't do an in-home visit with them. They didn't host them on an official visit. They still recruited them. But by the NCAA language, that's what it is. So they were able to bring those guys in, then place them on scholarship and count them ahead to the class of 2022. So we could see them do that again with some other players. That's that's a potentially, you know, something you could see, maybe a quarterback or something like that. They need to bring in another guy. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but you know, they could do that. Now, there has been some talk about getting rid of the 25 limit. Um, that would get a, a rid of a lot of the stupid language that you hear, like blue shirt, gray shirt, all that kind of stuff. You got unrecruited, you know, just all these loopholes and stuff that you see with college football that's really pointless. Just get rid of the 25 limit. It was initially put in because of Houston Nutt, and it was kind of a weird overreaction because all Houston Nutt was doing, it was at Ole Miss, he signed 37 players one year. 37, okay, the max was – 25 that you could bring in. You could sign as many as you wanted, but when it came down to it, you could enroll 25. So what Houston would do is he would sign a lot of guys that weren't going to make their grades. And some of them would make it, most of them wouldn't, but the guys he didn't sign or that he didn't enroll, he sent to a junior college, placed them under the idea that Arkansas was placing them. Arkansas was attacked, or excuse me, Ole Miss in this case. But he did it at Arkansas also. But in this case, Ole Miss. So Ole Miss is attached to that name, that player. So when they send them there, you know, you have the idea that maybe they'll be protected. They've already signed. They have that connection with Arkansas. So that's all he was doing. I think it's interesting the overreaction that happened in that because it was initially brought down, I think, to 28. You could sign 27 or 28, but you could still only enroll 25, and then they just capped it at 25. So you can only sign 25. So that's when you started seeing guys who were grade risk just not getting signed, who were close, maybe, maybe not make it, unless they were just, like, too good to not take a risk on. So that's where you kind of saw that. So what they're saying now, you've got the 25 rule, and then you can go up seven more currently to 32 if you have seven players enter the transfer portal after December 15th, I believe is the date. So 
technically you could sign 32 if you have seven players leave, which just about everybody's, everybody has that. It still causes a problem for some schools that aren't able to reach the 85. So in this day and age, with the transfer portal, with so much going on with players coming in and out, it doesn't make any sense. Let's just have 85 scholarship players, and if you need to bring in 85 one year and get rid of everybody, then I guess that's what happens. So that, that's probably how it should be moving forward, and they're discussing that. And I think that's where we're going to see. Arkansas has had 19 players since, since last season started, entered the transfer portal, by the way. And that doesn't include Dorian Gerald, who Dorian Gerald's entered the portal. He's about to be entering his seventh year, I think. So I'm thinking he may get some kind of relief because he has been injured so much. But he's looking for a place. I've got the whole thing broken down on Hog Sports. And while you're over there, you can check out our brand new homepage. It's Homepage Plus. Complete redesign of the homepage. Separates the information, makes the navigation a little smoother. Really like the job that they've done. We've been testing it and everything uh, for some time. Now, I want to flip over to basketball for a little bit. This is just an article written, but I, I just think it's notable. Uh, Arkansas with the number two ranked recruiting class. For those who follow the point system and the bell curve that it's on, and all, it's impossible to calculate. But we have a calculator, so you can like add to the class and all that stuff. So Duke is number one right now at 71.06 points. Arkansas is number two at 70.02 points. Number two in the country, number two ranked recruiting class, Alabama's third. Alabama's third. Now, if you go over to the transfer portal, then you'll see that Arkansas is fifth, I think, right now in transfer portal. I think we don't have the – it'll eventually be added where there's the uh, the hybrid model, but I think Arkansas will be number one when that shakes out, when it's uh, – when you could, you take the transfer portal and combine it with the recruiting class all in one, I think Arkansas isn't going to end up being number one because Duke isn't in even in the top five. Speaking of the transfer portal, K.K. Robinson found a home, former Razorback out of Bryant. KK is going to Texas A&M. So that's obviously weird when you see a guy that, you know, he's from Arkansas and, you know. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. He's going to a school that you're going you're gonna to see next season. KK was the number 63 ranked player in the country, number 10 point guard, number four out of Arkansas in the class of 2020. It just didn't work out here. You know, the freshman year, uh, what he, he broke his leg or something. I think he broke his leg. Something along those lines. He had a leg injury and uh, and wasn't able to play, obviously, aside from the first few games of the season. And then this year, it just never got going. We never, we just never saw him. So, 
Wish nothing but the best for KK. It wasn't working out for him at Arkansas. Maybe it'll work out for him at Texas A&M. So I guess that's one of those things. Say good luck, except for when you play Arkansas, right? So transfer portal rankings. Oh, excuse me, Arkansas is third. I don't know where I got fifth. But Arkansas is third right now in transfer portal rankings. And that's despite Jalen Graham being dramatically underrated. Like, when I look at when I look at Arkansas's commitments right now, Texas Tech, Providence, and, and Arkansas, that's the order. But when you look at Arkansas's commitments out of the transfer portal, um, you know, they've got some guys that are ranked similar to the guys that they're, you know, not pushing out the door. That's, uh, but that's kind of what it is, you know. I mean, some of it's pushing out the door. Some of it's obvious, like, hey, it's not going to work out here. Um, but they've got, like, guys that are coming in who are ranked, at like they're like an 88 overall, which is like, just below four-star stats. And we've got a few guys like that. And then the guys that are exiting the program are also an ADA. That doesn't that doesn't jive up right to me. So Jalen Williams invited to the 2022 NBA. You like that? Jalen Williams invited to the 2022 NBA draft combine. I'm going to start doing the show like that. <laughs> My radio voice. Jalen Williams invited to the 2022 NBA draft combine. Congratulations for him. You're just like, please come back, Jalen. <laughs> I mean, if Jalen Williams comes back, then they they got a very good chance at winning the national championship. It's going to take a little bit of luck, but, man, my thoughts on Jalen Williams. If he leaves, he'll probably get drafted in the second round. If he comes back, works on his three-point shot, he needs a little more arc. He's got a good shot, but it just needs it needs a little bit more arc. It's a little bit flat works on that, works on some other parts of his game, then he, he's got a real chance to be a first-rounder, a real chance. Uh, not to mention coming back to Arkansas and potentially winning the national championship, which I really think that they could potentially do. So nothing yet on what he's going to do. He hasn't signed with an agent, so we just kind of got to wait and see. Now, we do know J.D. JD Note's not, not coming back. He was invited to the G League Elite Camp, by the way. So congrats to J.D. Note. So no, yeah, no are you know signed with an agent and everything. So uh, it'll be more than thirty draft eligible pro prospects who have the chance to showcase their skills in front of NBA and G League scouts. So that's a good opportunity for JD Note. JD, I think, did need to go on and move. I mean, he's he's older, obviously. You know, it was a transfer. I think he's a fifth year guy. He could have come back for his COVID year and whatnot. But I think it's the right decision for him to uh, to go ahead and move on. He's not going to duplicate the numbers that he had this year, especially with everybody that's coming in. Okay. How long have I gone here? Yeah, I'm about, about on pace here for what I told Danny West. So we're going to bring Danny in, talk a little bit about Razorback recruiting. For those who don't follow Danny, you can follow him at DannyWest247 on Twitter and just does a fantastic job for us and has for the past dozen years or so at Hog Sports. You do need a VIP membership if you want to read most of Danny's content. But, again, just $1 right now for your first month. Danny, how you doing, man? What's up, buddy? Oh, nothing. Just running through a few housekeeping things, talked a little bit about football, a little bit about basketball, and it's time to talk uh -huh. some recruiting now. And I wanted to just jump in with you on um, – Arkansas uh, just hosted a visit a visitor recently, Morris Joseph. Uh, what 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 happened there with uh, with Joseph's visit and where do things stand? 
pretty quick one. You know, it was a one-day visit. They had some trouble getting him here yeah. last week, as as I'm told. Uh, you know, weather-wise, they I think they ended up having to fly him into Fort Smith, uh, which of course, you know, it takes a little more time to get to campus, but mm-hmm. a beautiful drive. But um, unique situation, Trey. You know, they they need a D lineman. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think either one of us feel like they're in terrible shape on the D line. But, boy, I think they could use a guy like that, versatile, grown man, been mm-hmm. through it, you know. And uh, I'm not sure what to expect from this one, to be honest with you. I think it's it's going pretty quiet. And typically, like I said in the mailbag this morning, I just feel like, um, you know, with a transfer, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen really quickly. Right, right after that visit. Happened. Yeah, right That's after right. that visit usually. Yeah, yeah. And, and there there's reasons for that too, you know, especially given his case – for people who don't know the story there, he's, he's from Memphis, decided to enter the transfer portal in late February. Mm-hmm. He committed to Georgia Tech late March. So, I mean, there's there's two staffs involved here, and I think out of respect, you see guys typically, you know, they, they have to give a yes or a no. Coaches are sitting there waiting on that spot. They don't know what to expect. You try to give them a final answer as soon as possible. Now, Arkansas still may be in this, and I, I'm not aware of it, but so far it's been really quiet, and that, that leads me to believe it's it's probably not going to happen. Yep. Now, I, I could be wrong on that, but that's that's been the trend. You know, We've seen a lot of these transfers, and just about every one of them has, have happened really quickly. So not sure that that one's going to work out, but – you know, it was a short visit. He got in here, um, uh, I want to say, a Wednesday evening pretty late, and he was back out of here by noon the next day. So not a typical 48-hour visit by any means. So Joseph, 6'2", 275 uh, out of Memphis. And, um, so, hey, by the way, don't forget about that Fort Smith Airport <laughs> because I have I have had to use that before. and it's really? So it takes me 30 minutes to get to the airport from my house. It takes me 50 minutes to get to the Fort Smith X&A. Right, to X&A, it takes me 30 minutes. 50 minutes to get to Fort Smith. But you make up a lot of difference because you basically just pull right up to it, like pulling up to the front door. You walk in. I mean, it's a small airport. Um, I found that there's a lot of times where it's not that much different in terms of cost. And the only problem I will say – also, they, like, win records for cleanest restrooms, nicest restrooms. Like, they, like they, they win awards for that. But uh, the problem is they think the next big one is coming through Fort Smith. I get my luggage inspected there every other time. Every other time oh, I fly really? through that airport, they, they go through my luggage. So I don't know what yeah, it they, is. But. They probably should. <laughs> one, one time they found a, a fifth of bullet in there. <laughs> I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't thinking that I couldn't take a liquid like that through there. Maybe I, maybe I, should, maybe I shouldn't have drank the, half the bullet before I went in. Yeah, yeah um, that's funny. So, um, so Danny, where do you think they're going to go right now with uh, with with transfer portal? They got obviously two spots scholarship wise, so they they've got room to bring into. Well, I think you bring up a really good point in the quarterback situation. I mean, mm-hmm. they've got two Trey, and one of them's playing wide receiver about what half the time, yeah, maybe more than half to three. So, from a numbers perspective, boy, I I'd be tempted to get a quarterback, but at the same time, I think you do feel. Uh, solid about Fortin. Mm. I think they felt solid about Renfro before his injury, and hopefully everything's going well there, and he's going to be fine. And but you know, uh, two is really really short. 
at, at quarterback. So possibly, you know, if it were the right guy. Mm-hmm. But, man, I still look at the defensive line, and I think they, like we were saying, I don't think they're terrible but or even bad by any means. But you'd like to see one more rotation guy. Now, it doesn't have to be John Ridgeway, you know, a sixth-round draft pick or whatever. I'm not sure they need that even. I, I just want to see a two-deep guy, a veteran guy who could potentially get after the passer, even as an interior defensive lineman, which is kind of what Joseph was. So I think the, uh, the recipe that they're looking for is just that. But, man, when I look at the portal – you know, everybody that's in there, that the cards are on the table. Uh, those are the candidates, you know, uh, because of the May 1st ruling uh, deadline. So uh, when I go through the portal, I'm just not seeing a ton at defensive line or at wide receiver mm-hmm. that just jump out to me and make total sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, to answer your question, I don't have the answer uh, yet. Uh, the good news is it's May 9th, and, uh, you know, I think classes start on May 31st, so if they're wanting somebody soon, it's going to be it, – it should happen really quickly. I've got my head on a swivel watching everything they're doing. But, um, uh, yeah, so far, no clear answer at either spot. Danny, it's been a little a little bit of time since Arkansas has gotten a commitment for the class of 2023. I think uh, maybe Quincy Rhodes. Was he the last one? That was in February. Uh, well, had Carson Dean. Had Luke Brown uh, – last uh, a couple weeks ago right luke brown that's April, right that's right i April forgot about 19th forgot about you luke i apologize but yeah so Had malachi on the 25th i think he may have been the last one right oh yeah malachi's the last one wait where you been Trey? that's right that's why you cover recruiting yeah I forget, uh, I we know. did a whole show we did a whole show last time about malachi singleton so yep, you've had you sure. had two two too. commits in april you had uh luke brown on the 19th and malachi singleton on the 25th of april where do you think things are heading right now with this commitment list? You've got the rank number six nationally. They have 11 commitments. And, uh, yeah, like I said, it's been a whole few weeks since yeah. they've had a commitment. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? It does seem that way, though, when a couple of weeks goes by. Yeah. At this point, especially with the start they've had to the year, you're almost like, hey, what happened? Where's, mm-hmm. where's the momentum if they go even two weeks without something big? So I'm with you on that. I totally understand that. But uh, – to answer your question, I, I kind of expected they would pump the brakes a little bit going into the spring evaluation period. Mm-hmm. You know, you saw them hit the uh, – initially they went in-state, which is something they had talked about doing for a long time due to COVID. They hadn't been able to, you know, really go out and hammer the in-state coaches like they wanted to. So they started with that a couple of weeks ago. And then last week you saw them hit up Texas, St. Louis, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Tulsa, which has kind of been the – blueprint under uh, the footprint i should say under Pittman mm-hmm. uh over the last three years so they hit on a lot of their targets last week a lot of new offers went out I'm, i've actually got a running list it's the first time i've ever thought of doing this but just wanted from day one of the spring evaluation period to find out exactly who they targeted i think here in a few months it'd be interesting to look back on that and and see where they're at with some of those guys and see just you know how much the uh, evaluation period might help them Mm-hmm. because like we said it's the first time they've been able to do that under Pippen so there is one that stood out to me in particular a new running back on the radar 2023 running back it's been a, a very heavily talked about position okay picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. A lot of people wondering, you know, they could take two. I think they want just one, but they want a great one. But this guy here is starting to come out of nowhere. Jordan Louie is a kid out of Georgia. Uh, I forget his high school. I want to say Norcross, but six foot two ten, kind of coming out of nowhere. He transferred over from Paul Bryant High School in Alabama, and immediately when he gets to Georgia, he starts blowing up. Arkansas, Louisville. Uh, there's been another couple that that's come in and offered him, but I think they like this kid a lot. He hasn't even been rated yet, but you know. Just hearing through the grapevine, I think they like this kid a lot. So check that one out. Keep an eye on Jordan. I know he was really fired up about that Arkansas offer. And, and uh, a really, really cool kid. He's got a cool story and just, you know, I think he's perfect. He's got like 3.5 GPA, super fun to talk to, but also a freak show on the field. So he's uh, kind of trending upward, in my opinion. And that's always fun to watch, you know, in the evaluation period. It can happen really quickly, so he's one that I would expect to get here for a visit uh, really soon. Got a lot of camps coming up uh, in June, starting around the 12th, I want to say, of June. And you've got official visits already lined up for next month. So while this might be a little bit of a slower period, it was kind of expected to be that way. And then I think it's going to pick up again, uh, you know, about a month from now. Mm-hmm. Danny West joining us again. You can follow him at Danny West 247 on Twitter. He is the hogsports.com recruiting analyst and uh, has done a great job for us for the past dozen years. Danny, stick. Thank you, Trey. You're, you're welcome, Danny. <laughs> let's, let's keep in the same theme of things. You did. You answered 10 questions this morning on the recruiting mailbag. It's a VIP article, so you need a subscription to read it. But I wanted to just pull one question out of this group. Uh, and sticking with running back, Cedric Baxter Jr. is a guy that um, people love running back recruiting, right? Mm-hmm. Cedric Baxter Jr. is a guy that's been mentioned with Arkansas a lot. He's out of Edgewater, Florida. Uh, excuse me, Edgewater High School in Orlando, Florida, 6'1", 215, 24-7 sports has him, the number 26 ranked player in the country, number two running back, number seven in Florida. What are your thoughts on this guy? I know Arkansas, based on your response here, really, really would love to get this guy, obviously. Yeah, I think everybody would, man. I think this dude is probably going to play on Sundays at some point. He's a freak show, man. I don't know if you've had time to watch his film, but mm-hmm. you're going to love it when you do. Um, but, you know, the thing about it, let's talk about his top five. Arkansas, Texas, Texas A&M, Florida, and Miami. Now, obviously, the two in-state schools there, typically big-time Florida kid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough. But, man, I think he's really high on Arkansas. And I can't sit here and promise you he's, he's going to be a Razorback. But I do think the interest is real. And um, you know, he came here last July for uh, the cookout. Then, strangely, he and Assad was seen, uh, from a big-time wide receiver prospect down in Florida. They actually got on a plane, flew to Arlington, and watched Arkansas beat A&M. And then, of course, Cedric comes back a couple of weeks ago, and all three of those are on his own dime. So you feel like you know you're you're pretty much guaranteed an official visit. We're still waiting to hear back from CJ on that, but that should be coming soon. I think they're in a good spot, man, but, you know, this kid is so big time, I think, 
you know, let's, we could talk openly about it now. NIL could be a factor, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, he's, he's that big time. So I don't know what other teams might might be able to, boy, I hate to even say offer. It still feels awkward, doesn't it, yep. when you're talking about money and some of this I stuff. Know. I'm always tiptoeing around it. But, hey, it's legal. It's out there. But I do think he's that type of target. And uh, distance from home could be a little bit of a factor to overcome. But mm-hmm. like I said, he, he's been here a couple of times now. He loves it. Jimmy Smith just knocking it out of the park. But, man, anytime you see in-state schools after a kid like that, it's just – it's really, really tough. Yeah. So uh, – Well, we've seen Pittman do it before, go into Florida have. and get a guy that all the Florida schools want. Um, you know, Denver Kirkland, Jalen Merrick. Jalen didn't have the same kind of career, but still as yeah. a recruit. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas, excuse me, not Arkansas, but college football has to figure out a way to take the NIL out of recruiting. And yep. I don't know how they're going to do it. I'm not a big fan of, hey, let's go to the government and have them start doing stuff. I mean, that's just – I don't like that at all. But at the same time, I'm for players getting paid for name, image, likeness. But what we're, what we're seeing right now in a, from a recruiting standpoint – is just paying players to come to your school, that's not that's not it. on anything, but you know how how good you know we think they might be, and that's got to stop. I mean, you college football should not be about who's going to just pay me the most money to come there. Yeah. You know, it's got to yeah. be about the fit, the school. I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with the coaches, all those types of things. And you know what? You get to school and you're a hell of a player. Then somebody's going to give you some money. But they've got it. They like all this stuff we're seeing with like player agents and stuff getting on Twitter and like demanding nil money and stuff. Mm-hmm. I almost said that's that's BS and like almost said it, but it is. <laughs> I mean, and, and I'm again, I'm I, I, I'm a capitalist just like everybody here to listening, most of you anyway. And uh, I I don't believe that there should be some like oh well you can only make this much money, this is the limit you can make. Yeah. Um, yeah. But at the same time, there's got to be some kind of like. College football is the least regulated sport out there right now. Like yep. peewee, um, high school, NFL all have more regulations on player movement and, and all those kinds of things than college football does now. So they have to figure out something. And having the NIL marriaged with the transfer portal really has you know made things kind of insane in terms of that yeah. recruiting aspect but also just the recruiting kids out of high school something's got to change and um i don't know what that is I'm, I'm not saying get rid of nil because I, I think that should be a component I should, I th- there's no advantage to being an amateur athlete mm-hmm. like what is the advantage to being an amateur athlete nothing yeah. aside from like oh the pageantry of it but you know which is you know that's lost on me but They've got to figure something when, out. When you say they, though, and I, I say it too, they've got to do something about mm-hmm. it. Who, who's they we're talking about it? Do it. They've do got to do something because we need some answers, Danny. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> do your job. It's, it's us and them. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like when, when Arkansas's losing, it's like they lost. You know, they won. <laughs> we won. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact. Yeah. Yeah, I always had. Hey, it's going to take somebody a lot smarter than me to figure it out. It's the Wild West. I'm just I'm trying to stay afloat mm-hmm. and track it for what it is. But I I just struggle to see any way that they're going to rein this thing back in. I mean, yeah. after you, good luck. Yeah. Good luck. I mean, you're going to be talking about lawsuits at some point. It's coming. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know how they're going to do it, but it's a mess. But for now, all I can do is try to cover the kids they're offering and, and you know, let them worry about the NIL and all that stuff. But um, to answer your question, C.J. Baxter, Cedric Baxter Jr., mm-hmm. I should say, I think he goes by C.J. I think they're in a good spot, but that running back position is so much fun to watch this year. I mean, you got a loaded room already that's that can't be an easy room to recruit to right now you know what mm-hmm. i mean there's a lot there's only one ball only so many touches in there and here they are and firmly in the mix for a lot of these guys including cedric baxter and just for a little perspective you know for people who haven't kept up with baxter he's number 46 overall kid out of florida Alex Collins, I want to say, was number 40 in the country overall. Mm-hmm. So it's it's that level. Yep. It's that equivalent. Yep. Yep. That was a Charlie Partridge get right there. All right, Danny. That's a good dude right there, Coach Partridge. Yeah, I always like to. Always Shout out, to. Coach. Shout out, Coach Partridge. I'm sure he's watching. Partridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, brother. Appreciate you. Uh, okay, buddy. See you. All right, everybody. That's Danny West again. Follow him at Danny West 247 Does a great job. Why is everybody that's like – Everybody that goes by initials, why do they all have a J in their name? KJ, CJ, DJ, BJ, AJ, FJ, LJ. You ever notice that? Like the only thing that you see that's like not is like an an AB initial, but everything else is like has a J in it. (laughs) Random observation. All right. Arkansas baseball went in the series this weekend against Auburn. Won 11-8 in game one on Friday, 5-3 on Saturday, a loss, and a 7-4 win on Sunday. Friday, they're back in Fayetteville against Vanderbilt, number 24 Vanderbilt, 6.30 p.m. That game will be on SEC Network Plus. Saturday at 6.30 p.m. and then Sunday at 2 p.m. And then there's just one more series after that in Tuscaloosa, Thursday, Friday, Saturday at Alabama, obviously. So this weekend back in Fayetteville, it's the last one outside of, you know, any postseason stuff. So, where is Arkansas baseball standing right now? They're obviously uh, first place in the West. They're 16 and eight in conference. LSU is second at 14 and 10. So they got a little bit of a lead there. Uh, Tennessee's uh, leading the overall at 20 and four. Arkansas is 36 and 12 right now. Tennessee's 42 and six. Did not meet in the regular season. Won't meet obviously in the regular season. Okay, we'll get we'll get to a few questions now. Let's see what we got. Stephen Croft says, "Look for Green to have a breakout year at running back, elite speed. He does have elite speed. He started running harder between the tackles. I thought towards the end of last season, but um, how do we only have three comments? Something's not right. We only have three comments." All right, so that's it. I can't see anybody else's comments. We've gone 42 minutes anyway. So before we get out of here, one more time, hogsports.com is just $1. Something's wrong with my comments, I think. But hogsports.com is just $1 for your first month at hawgsports.com. As soon as that month is over and you decide you want to keep it because that's what you'll want to do, that's why we offer it for a dollar just to let you through the door, check things out. Uh, you'll get Paramount Plus for absolutely free. And it's a great streaming service. I mean, it's 100 bucks. Hog Sports is about 100 bucks a year. Paramount Plus is about 100 bucks a year. So 
either way you look at it, you're getting something for free. So Paramount Plus got a lot of great programming. Yellowstone, 1885, 1883, coming out with season two. Um, coming out with Yellowstone 19-something also. Halo, Star Trek Discovery, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Picard is another great one if y'all haven't watched Picard. I was never like a big Trekkie, but I've been watching all these new Star Trek shows lately for some reason and enjoying them. So a lot of great programming on Paramount Plus, including movies, shows from, you know, just about everybody, CBS, BET, MTV, VH1, I guess, too. Comedy Central. So... Be sure to uh, to sign up. All right. I was kind of halfway trying to see where the comments are, but I can't find them. So we're going to head on, head on out of here, I guess. But thanks for joining me, and we'll be back with you guys next week. Appreciate Danny West for joining the show also. This has been Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. 